the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm heading over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. Hey, wait on, hang on a second here. That said two episodes a week. That's not right anymore. We're on three no. episodes a week now. Yeah, I was going to say, right. it needs to be updated. Yeah, so uh, if you... If Fake news! <laughs> False information! <laughs> Misinformation! If wait, are we, wait, are we fact-checking? Hold on a second. No, here. we're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, so uh, if, uh, if you're not already aware, the special roundtable... Uh, has been doing very well with uh, our listeners and the uh, the Zoom people that are joining in to have a chat with us about uh, just Jeep stuff. Sometimes it's about uh, uh, bacon being uh, outlawed in California, but most of the time it's Jeep stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry I missed that episode. Darn it. <laughs> well, Tam, you, uh, Wendy, you and everybody else out there that missed that last episode, uh, please go back and listen. And actually, yes. it's our first numbered roundtable uh, episode 524 so go back and listen to that and uh, yeah we're gonna have to get a new promo because it's three times a week that's a lot of stuff to jam in your ear hole (laughs) you're listening to a 4x4 radio network podcast are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or do anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself. Uh, are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about ear holes, earwax, holes. No, I think Jeeps. Jeeps. I'll go for that. Pretty sure it's a show about Jeeps, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're here, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be sharing some big news about Jeep's parent company. I've got a dumb Jeep criminal story involving a twist you won't see coming. I've got a must-have that will make your whole life easier, and later we get a little halloween around the campfire. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and do I have a trail repair story for you. Hey, everyone, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode of Jeep Life on the Jeep Talk Show, Poopy Pants Hill and Utah's Scariest Highway. It, it sounds like it's going to be up high, which is not a good thing for her. <laughs> you know, hence, hence the name. Hi, I'm Tony, and our, on our Gladiator segment, I'll be talking about which sway bar disconnects are right for you non-Ruby uh, Jeep, JL, or JT owners. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, Stellantis Jeep parent company announced this week that it will form a joint venture with South Korean battery maker LG Energy Solutions to produce battery cells and modules for North America. The two companies, which signed a memorandum of understanding, will together establish a new battery manufacturing factory. The location of that factory has not yet been, de- been determined, but the groundbreaking for the facility is expected to happen in the second quarter of 2022. They intend to launch the factory by the first quarter of 2024, and their goal is for the factory to have an annual production capacity of 40 gigawatt hours. This venture has been in the works since 2014, actually, when LG Energy Solution, back then LG Chem, was selected by Stellantis, then Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, to supply the lithium-ion battery pack system and controls for the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid, the only plug-in hybrid minivan in the U.S. The batteries produced at the new facility will be supplied to Stellantis uh, assembly plants throughout the U.S., Canada, and Mexico for installation in next-generation electric vehicles, namely the Wrangler 4XE. I don't know about you kids and your batteries. I don't know if you guys had that same problem when you were a kid and you get batteries for a new toy and then you were done and... Uh, with with uh, those batteries in about two to four hours. And there was always uh, the parents telling you, nope, you had some batteries, you didn't take care of yep. them, you're not getting any more batteries. Yeah, that's right. Because they <laughs> weren't it. cheap. No, no, and they didn't. Uh, batteries didn't last very long either. Not <laughs> so. back then. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this, these well, batteries. I think I think it's going to be uh, a good move for stockholders, uh, at the very least. Uh, this is this is going to be uh, will will very much help the supply chain issue as far as getting batteries uh, supply, you know, for for these type of vehicles to the factories. Um, in I mean, geez, possibly even the same zip code that they're being assembled in. So, 
this is this is a big move and it's big news. It's not also it's also not the only news out of the automotive industry of this kind. Toyota says they're about to do the same thing, and Ford has been claiming they're going to be doing it, uh, but hasn't really done anything about it uh, yet, at least. So, uh, yeah, th- whether or not that they're all going to be happening at the same time, uh, if there's something to that as far as uh, you know coding or permitting or you know something like that, I have no idea. No idea. Uh, but this is a good move for Jeep, at least for uh, Stellantis, as far as the uh, North American companies that it has. Uh, whether or not this is going to, you know, pay out dividends, I, you know, that's going to be yet to be seen. Um, but you know, this relationship with South Korea, you got to wonder: is is this just maybe just a shot across the bow of North Korea? Are we just doing this to piss them off? Uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that's, a, that's always uh, always fun to piss off the fat boy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, this Jeep Gladiator led uh, uh, cops in a high-speed pursuit. And one wouldn't ordinarily think Gladiator and high-speed, but check this out. About 10 minutes <laughs> before 1 a.m. on Saturday, the Nebraska State Patrol says it learned of a Jeep Gladiator that had been reported stolen in Lincoln and was heading east toward Omaha. A trooper then spotted the Jeep on Interstate 80 in Omaha and tried to get the driver to pull over. According to the report, the vehicle briefly came to a stop near the 42nd Street Interchange but the driver sped off when the trooper tried to talk with him. The trooper began the chase uh, began to chase the driver, who officials later learned was an 11-year-old boy. <laughs> what? As the trooper followed the Jeep, speeds reached 110 what? miles per hour. And oh during God. the chase, a handgun was thrown from one of the Jeep's windows. <laughs> oh, of course it Lord. was. <laughs> so we, we've got an 11-year-old boy and this a Jeep Gladiator stolen. Yeah. And and 110 miles per hour. Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, what could possibly and, go wrong, right? And and chucking handguns out. Yes. 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 Oh, <laughs> Obviously, model citizens here. Yeah. A, a different a different trooper picked up that handgun, which well, uh, had also been reported stolen. Gee, go figure. Uh, and finally, after a roughly three minute pursuit, the driver voluntarily came to a stop near the 20th Street overpass. Another stolen gun and two passengers, both 14 years old. We're what? found in the vehicle. <laughs> yes. We'll let the 11-year-old drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> he won't go to jail. Let's let him drive. <laughs> yeah. The young driver was ticketed in connection to unlawful taking of an item worth over $5,000, possession of a stolen firearm, right? Uh, I'm sorry, fight, a flight to avoid arrest, willful, reckless driving, obstruction, and a whole slew of traffic violations. You would think that one would get locked up uh, for that sort of thing, you know, even yeah. at, 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 at that age. But he was then released to his mom. As Nebraska state statute says, quote, a child 12 years of age or younger shall not be placed in detention under any circumstance. Oh, regardless my gosh. Of how dumb and stupid and long. That's why he was the driving. The 14 year old said, I'm, I'm telling you, the problem here is we're teaching kids to read and they read the law and they put the 11 year old driving. <laughs> The other teen passengers were taken to the Douglas County Youth Center on charges of possession of a stolen firearm. Uh, my okay, question. So, uh, oh, I got a question, all, too. Where the hell are the parents? For F yes. In jail. Yeah. For 11-year-old and, and wait a is, minute. How does an 11 and two 14-year-olds, first off, know how to steal a Jeep? Number two, to throw the gun out the windows or driving. Number three, not stop when the police say stop. I mean, what is going on here? These are too well, young. The, These should be little kids growing up. What's happening? That's because mother of the year probably let them play, you know, Grand Theft Auto Five when they were seven years old. And what you yeah. know could possibly go wrong uh, with that's something true. like that? No, this is clearly inner city youth. I'm I'm guessing, uh, and and were of a questionable upbringing, uh, obviously, uh, to go through the. Dozens of poor decisions that that led up to this, let alone throughout this. Uh, I mean, how does eleven year old sitting at the driver's seat see out the front? Let's go to there. Did he have phone books with him? I mean, there's come another on now. good, another really good question. <laughs> there are several. I need more details, uh, Josh. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of questions surrounding this one. I mean, just an unfortunate series of events. Thankfully, nobody was was injured, but uh, but yeah, nonetheless, but eleven no. years old. Starting a, a life of crime oh, that early. Very, Goodness gracious. Very sad. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, really, go ahead and uh, let us know. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. 
And if you're just joining the Jeep, Jeep Talk Show for the first time, well, head over to the 4x4 Radio Network website. You know, we're there, of course, as well. It's just one more place you can find the Jeep Talk Show. But there's a ton of other great off-road-related shows that you can find there as well. We have on the Trail Podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer Podcast. The world-famous 4x4 Podcast is there as well. Lots of great off-road shows, really. It's all for free. It's all in one place. Just go to the number 4, letter X, the number 4, radionetwork.com that's 4 by 4 radionetwork.com we'll see you there hopefully I'm caller number 8 hi this is Chris from Detroit you are out here in Utah hi they calling from Wisconsin this is Larry Jeeping Mo Nate from Michigan hey it's Steve O'Callan Josh driving to work with a side vibration I'm calling to say get balanced 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 all I have to say is get balanced get balanced that's the only way to do things all the beat talk kind of felt like a New Orleans conversation you guys rock but that's not why I'm calling love you guys thank y'all well i'm you know uh, last week's episode i kind of teased everybody about this giveaway um guess what i actually know who won you guys want to know let's wait till next week no let's wait till next week no we're not gonna push this out another week one more episode come on we'll just make them listen again all right so listen if your name's not called make sure you check out counteract balancing beads at counteractbalancing.com so the winner is DR from Utah. Woohoo! Hey, right on. Congratulations, DR. He had the uh, the winning call, the winning phrase that pays, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, congrats out to him. Of course, he always u- already uses them. Uh, we were, if you remember his uh, voicemail from last week, he's a uh, truck driver and right. he's been using yeah, uh, balance beads for years. Yeah. Yep. yep. So Good that's job. Pretty cool. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Newbie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Newbie Nuggets. Well, you ever have one of those days on the trail where everything goes perfect, and then at the very end, bam, something breaks? Well, that was our day. We were oh. working with a student on Black Diamond Trails, and she set up at a 2014 JK two-door. She's owned her Jeep since August this year and is doing everything right, getting some training and learning about wheeling. We made our way to Gold Mountain after some really good training, and on the first obstacle, she hit a rock with her left front tire and, snap, I saw her drag link drop to the ground. Bill looked at it and quickly determined that the sector shaft out of the bottom of the steering box had snapped clean off. Nothing she did was wrong by any means. It was really the equipment and something that couldn't have been prevented. The sextor shaft, or output shaft, sheared off at the bottom of the box. It looked to Don and I like it had a crack for some time and had corrosion. We're so glad it happened on our watch and not when she had been by herself or with people that couldn't help fix it. Now, speaking of fixing it, you guys are going to love this story. As luck would have it, Bill had upgraded our steering box to a PSC Ram Assist heavy-duty one-ton system about a year ago. Now, he's had the old box advertised and tried and tried to sell the box, but no takers. He says to Lorena, well, I've got good news and bad news for you. The bad news is you broke your sector shaft. The good news is I happen to have one sitting on my bench at home. No (laughs) kidding. I mean, what are the odds? So off the mountain he went while we waited. It was such a beautiful view and a perfect day with great weather, too. And Tony, you know this exact spot, that first obstacle off of uh, Gold Mountain. You can see all of the the, uh, Big Bear Valley. Now, once Bill got back, he and her passenger, Charlie, got under the Jeep and pulled the steering box. Now, both of them were covered in fluid fluid and dirt. Mind you, the Jeep was still sitting on the first rock of the uh, steep obstacle. Bill said it actually worked out great because the driver wheel had drooped into a hole and he didn't need to take the tire off to get access to all the bolts. They were able to replace the part reconnect the steering wheel and fluid lines, and the steering wheel didn't get out of alignment. Bill then added wow. fluid and bled the system. Luckily, we had steering fluid on board. Yeah. Don, and, Don and Bill planned for all kinds of things, and this time their planning worked out really well. We had drop cloths and towels to soak up all the steering fluid so we didn't leave it all over the dirt to soak in. Luckily, between all of us, we had plenty of towels, gloves, and mats to lie on. It truly was a group effort with all of us doing something to help. Now, this is why we stress to never wheel alone. With the break she had, it was bound to happen at some point. The crack has been there for a while, but she would never have known it. The crack was actually hidden. We finished and Bill drove her Jeep down to make sure the steering wheel was straight. 
At the bottom of Gold Mountain, he had to adjust the drag link to get the steering wheel straight, and she was on her way. So nice to have Jeepers who can take things in stride. You just never know when something may break and who can help you. Bill says that these types of trail mishaps make for some of the best memories on the trail. You never panic. You consider all the options and work the plan. It's just fun, fun, fun. Now, we've made some new friends, and they have a great story to tell their friends and families. And isn't that what Jeeping is all about? The stories? <laughs> so, guys, I'm sure you've had some of those days and that great feeling later of how you help someone out. No, absolutely. There, there's been times out on the trail where, uh, God, I can't remember what it was, but I remember that I had throttle position sensor for a four-liter inline six. And, and it just so happened that this Jeep was stuck on the trail they couldn't get it to, to stay running. It was doing all kinds of weird stuff. I had not, I did not have the diagnostic tools to to get out and, and, and test whether or not that was the the problem or not. It sounded like it was. I think this might fix it. Let's just try this. It's two bolts. It'll take us five minutes to swap out. Might get you guys back on the road. And sure enough, <laughs> two bolts, hooked it back up, and Jeep fired right up and was Love running it. like new. It's just like, yeah. oh, that is awesome. I'm glad it was that and not something more serious because, yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse. Well, it's kind of funny because she's so relatively new to jeeping. And she says, so what would have been the next step? Like, what if he didn't have this part? And we said, well, first off, we'd call around and see if there was somebody in town that might have had it. Luckily, in Big Bear, we have all Jay um, products who does all the you know Jeep repairs and things like that up here. So we would have called to see. Chances are probably going to be none. It's like, well, we... We probably could have pulled you down. <laughs> would have been an interesting ride. Probably would have taken us, what, two hours or so to, dr to drag her down there. And then the tow truck could have taken her. But the fact that Bill just had it on the bench was really quite funny, I think, in a, in a good Happens way. So. Yeah, kismet. Yes. Yeah. So, so for those of you in the, can see the show notes, I put in some pictures just so the, to show what it is. It's kind of hard to see, but how that's sheared off. It was very strange how that came apart. And when we looked at it, you could actually see corrosion and some cracking that actually happened in that shaft. Man. Pretty interesting. So I don't recognize the the term, the name you're using, sector shaft. What is that? Is that the, the part that comes out of the uh, the steering box? Yeah, it's what, it's the, I guess, I, for lack of a better word, being a newbie, it would be like the screw or the bolt that between the um, arm and the box it's so the that one that has a little notches on it for the, the pitman arm. yes okay that's correct exactly yes right. well, i was gonna say it's what the pitman arm would attach to so which what bill did was he he uh, replaced the entire steering box is that correct correct in, yeah including the pitman because i didn't yeah. think you could change just the uh, the sector shaft now that i now know what that is I, yeah. <laughs> to me it's just for all these years it's been well it's that thing you put the the drop pitman <laughs> the arm is. on or the pitman arm on yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we we all got a good little lesson today i'm just watching and seeing how things are done but it's tricky too i've i put a picture in there where they're kind of working bill sort of bent over inside the wheel well and there's Charlie's underneath the Jeep. You can't even see him. And then he's helping to try to getting that box out of there was the hardest thing because it got hung up and it's heavy. And so oh, it yeah. wants to fall down as, you know, they try to take the bolts out. So it went back in a whole lot easier, but it was still just, it was a challenge. But you know what? They all did it. And it well, was just, it was amazing. Was there any theories as to uh, why the sector shaft uh, broke? When we looked at it, you could see there was cracks in it. And there was corrosion on those cracks. So we suspect that that has been like that. Could be the part was just defective from the beginning. She bought the Jeep used um, in August. Doesn't really know. She's like, I had somebody check it from head to toe. And I'm like, yeah, hey, you, you're going to be, be able to, to see that. Yeah, that'd be easy yeah. to miss. And so, there's no way you, you could see it. It was down in. When we're looking at this part that's on the ground here, you could actually see the crack that was in there. A little tiny crack, but just enough right. to where her hitting the rock at the right angle. I mean, it was it was quick and fast. Do you recall what right size uh, size wheels and tires she she was running? I mean, could it have she been has, oversized tire issue? No, she has thirty fives. That's was a, good. That's just really strange. And uh, mm -hmm. so the pitman arm was just fine. Yep, pitman arm was fine. Did uh, did she notice any kind of uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not wobbling on the road, but drifting whenever you're. No I heard uh, Don asking her if she felt like there was some looseness, like yeah. maybe she went to turn the steering wheel and didn't quite react. And being new, she says, well, it kind of feels a little bit. She said, I wouldn't say it was a lot, but it just seemed like it was normal for a Jeep, you know, kind of a deal. So Don suspects that it's probably been there and had a little bit of a looseness. And when we could, 
we could touch this little shaft. You can actually, you really couldn't move it, but you could see a little bit of movement. So there was wow. something not correct. Mm. So I'm just thankful that we were there and Bill had one on the bench. I mean, what are the odds? Well, sorry for the peppering of questions, but uh, n- number one, I wanted to make sure that all our listeners uh, understood what the sector shaft was and then uh, maybe some uh, some ways that you could tell uh, <laughs> that you might need to check it before being Absolutely. out on the trail and uh, hoping that Bill's with you with a, a spare. <laughs> yes, sitting on the bench. <laughs> a spare and, steering box And in you know what? We're like 30 minutes from home from where the location was. Oh, I know. So, if it, that kind of leads me to, to my question, which was, you know, from the, the point of the time of, you know, the, uh, the incident to the time when, okay, you know, everybody's firing up their engines and, and rolling back, rolling back away. How much time had passed? I mean, was this a two, three hour fix? Did this take it all day? Three and a half hours total, 45 minutes for Bill to get here, grab it and get back up. So take 45 minutes out of that. That's what it took to do everything else out of Incredible. three and a half hours. So. Well, and, 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 you know, it, it wouldn't have ruined the entire day. I mean, you, no. you were able to, uh, you know, get down under own power and, and yeah, uh, she, all intents and purposes, she ended up with a, yeah. a, a, a better Jeep than she left where it came in with. So. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it, she's got it. Yeah. She, she has her first mod. She's good to go. <laughs> that's a, that's a catastrophic failure. It just, just it for is. driving around and now she gets to, you know, have it repaired in a, a very unique place. Yeah, and drives home. Did you yeah, did you hear anything from her uh, about getting home? She got home okay, no issues. Uh, she's staying up here, I think, through the weekend. So who knows what she's? Well, I'm yeah, sure she she'll gotta, be fine. Got to pay that steering box off somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all Sorry. good. I'm sure Bill cool. didn't charge her at all. No, oh my gosh, she tried. We're like, no, 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 that's what we do. We, no, no, no. There's no, no. And then that, just sitting on that, the bench. That, she will then pay that forward in folds. I'm sure she will do that for sure. So, well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'd love to hear from you. Check out our YouTube channel at Trails Four One One for great contents with lots of tips, tricks, and techniques. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Yeah, I just realized Russell Crowe had a uh, Australian accent in that movie. That's just confusing. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> hey, if uh, you don't already know, and even if you do, the sway bar keeps your Jeep from twisting turn and uh, during a turn. It ties one side of your front axle to the other, limiting how high the body can move uh, from the axle. This is great when you're on road and going fast, but it also limits how far the axle can drop during slow and off-road. If you were... Uh, if you were able to remove the sway bar links, your axle would go high and very low relative to the Jeep's body. This means the sway bar disconnects, uh, you get more sus- suspension travel and more traction on the trail. So you don't have a sway bar disconnect, not a problem. You can add them. I recently purchased and installed a set of JKS manufacturing sway bar disconnects. Here are some of the others that are available. The TerraFlex uh, JT Front Sway Bar Quick Disconnect. Now, on several of these disconnects, it's going to show you a size lift that you're going to need to have. This this TerraFlex model is between 0 inches and 4.5 inches of lift. They're $173.99 for Amazon, and Amazon shoppers give this product a 4.4 out of 5. I saw a few negative reviews there, so uh, even if you're not buying from uh, the part from Amazon, I would definitely go in there and uh, scroll all the way to the bottom and read some of the comments about the uh, the TerraFlex uh, solution. It didn't really seem to be... I would have a hard time buying the TerraFlex based on the, the comments that I saw. Um, mm. it, <laughs> you know, you, you have to take some of those uh, some of those comments at a grain of, for a grain of salt. You know, it, it didn't make me feel wonderful. I hate it. I wish there was yeah. a zero star. You know, it's like sorry. Let's let's focus on the product. You know, did it work or not? So, uh, you know, take that into mind when you're reading those. Synergy Manufacturing uh, they have a set uh, for the JL and JT front sway bar links with quick disconnects. Now, this is a 2018 forward, 2018, 2019, etc., etc. Uh, for $200 from Amazon. Now, it only has a 3.8 out of 5 stars. And uh, those are two companies I've heard of. This one I hadn't heard of before, but uh, there, there it was. Rockcrawler Gen 2 front disconnects from our friends at Northridge 4x4. 
if you remember that's where i got all my bumpers and uh, mm-hmm. uh all that stuff that uh, i got put put on the uh, on the gladiator. free and yeah free shipping yeah yeah free shipping anything over 70 dollars, it's free shipping and at 189 dollars and five cents i don't know five cents that's weird uh weird. Y- you'll get <laughs> you'll get free shipping on these but sadly they're currently out of stock of course they are yeah, yeah. Well, you could swim out into the Gulf or wherever the yeah, wherever the sheep's come, Long Beach, wherever right the ships are California. coming. In. Yeah, yep. Just come on over. So now I I don't know that I don't know what's all involved in this, but I have read briefly about installing an electric sway bar disconnect that was you know say removed from a Rubicon model. Uh, however, be careful before you go this route since the Ruby disconnect has a long history uh, issue of issues that are both uh, for both disconnecting and reconnecting. After the fun is done, of course, always do your research before taking on any task, any modification to your uh, your Jeep or really any vehicle. So, guys, uh, now I can't remember, Josh. I know that you you do uh, that you don't have an electric uh, sway bar disconnect, but uh, Wendy, do you guys have electric yes, sway bar? We do. Do you guys ever have problems with it engaging or disengaging? I, I really wouldn't call it a problem. It's just that you have to sort of roll sometimes or stop, you know, like get it back into or get it out. It's really never been a problem. It doesn't stay on or stay off. It just, when you want to get done, you want to flip the switch and move. But sometimes you have to just wait for it to sort of make up its mind for the moment. Now, that's that's putting it uh, this way, reconnecting this way, right? Not disconnecting. Mm-hmm. Disconnecting usually works 100% of the time. But both work either way works the hundred percent. It just sometimes there's a little delay. I would say a delay for both or just mm, reconnecting. Mostly reconnecting. Yeah, yeah, that's, think that's exactly. What yeah, the the reconnecting is when it it may just still flash or it's still waiting to decide or whatever you have to do. Yeah. Now I've seen these things, uh, the electric uh, swimmer disconnects on uh, like Facebook Marketplace. So that might mm-hmm. be a good way to go. Now you would need to get uh, a button or something that you would connect it to. I don't know. If you don't have a Rubicon, and of course that's what we're talking about here, is uh, putting on uh, disconnects for a non-Rubicon. So, mm-hmm. but fortunately, there's a, a world of internet out there. Uh, Josh, do you ha- you have uh, quick disconnects on yours? Surely, I used to uh, back in the. Oh, phase you don't have any. Of- that's right. You don't do a sway bar anymore. No, <laughs> no he doesn't. Zero, zero sway bars. Uh, we had now, this back- discussion in the yeah. fireside chat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But back in uh, the phase one of the lift, uh, back when I was under three inches, I, I had uh, I had made my own sway bar disconnects uh, because you know ten plus years ago uh, or so when when you know I, for first building this thing, uh, sway bar disconnects were a little more expensive, and I was making a lot less money. And uh, uh, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, I you know I'm familiar with tools and equipment and hardware and stuff like that. I should be able to fabricate. Uh, a solution, and that's exactly what I did for about half of what you could buy a set for at the time. Uh, now they've come down in price, you know, quite a bit, and I, yeah, you'd be hard pressed to, to, you know, make yourself a set for for less than what you could buy one for. So, especially once you take your time into consideration. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it. Uh, well, first off, I mean, make sure that uh, you guys don't know of any uh, sway bar disconnects that uh, that the people ought to uh, look at. Josh, I guess you haven't been looking at them. Specifically for the the JL or the JT, I, I I don't know. What I can say is is Rock Crawler, Synergy, Terraflex. I mean, they've all been around for a long time, uh, and and even with JKS, uh, they've all been doing uh, disconnects in one form or another for for many many years. Um, there's really not a whole lot of R and D that goes into these things. It's more or less of uh, you know how user friendly are they? Uh, do they have any features other than just can you disconnect your sway bar? Uh, kind of like what Tony was talking about uh, initially was last week, I, I think, or you know, uh, a couple few episodes back when you're saying I don't want just sway bars. I want uh, you know a system that I can you know then move the sway bars up out of the way, lock them in place, and you know, I don't have to worry about keeping pins in the cup holder, uh, removing a connector, you know, things like that. It's all inclusive, and that's really what you want to look for is is something like that, and it's something that that people. Or say it's going to hold up and you don't have to replace after one year's worth of use. All right. Well, uh, we'll have a another uh, Gladiator segment next week. Uh, join us. And, uh, wow, we'll both be surprised what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hi, this is Greg from Tulsa. Just thought I'd call to say hi. Hi, Greg. Hi. <laughs> okay, I'm good. That's it? That's you just called to say That's hi? It. 
Hey, right Greg, on. how you doing? <laughs> I think he was doing mighty fine when he called us. I, I think he was doing good. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for, I don't know, years now. And I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? And I just want to thank of all all our rat bastards for being listeners. You can uh, be a rat bastard from from now on. Even if you go and become a paid subscriber, you can still be a rat bastard. You know, we need to come uh, come up with some sticker or a t-shirt or something that says, uh, I, I'm a paid subscriber, but I'm still a rat bastard, damn it. <laughs> I listened to the Jeep Talk Show, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Exactly, because like I'm still a rat bastard. <laughs> so go over to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, poke around. You'll see uh, there about where our store is at the top of, uh, of the website. You can click on there, and you can uh, become a paid subscriber and get some of those fancy little uh, rat bastard uh, toe tags that you can use to uh, infect Jeeps and literally become an infectious agent. I'm surprised the government hasn't shut us down talking about infections and, <laughs> and stuff, you know, because you, you right. can't have humor anymore. <laughs> I know. Maskless. So we, we're, we're maskless. We're what? Doing humor. I don't know. Infections. Yep, exactly. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And in episode 523, you talked about the guy who carjacked an XJ with a crossbow and then <laughs> led three cop cars on a chase. Yeah, we got a term for that here in North Carolina. Oh, it's dude. called Any Given Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know what state it happened in, but I'm going to guess it's one where people commonly date their sisters. Oh, three dear. cops were chasing him because he blew out a tire and was down to his donut spare. Hold on, I can do better. (laughs) Witnesses joined in on the chase. They wanted first dibs on the part out. That's only a joke us XJ owners will get. The chase came to a halt. Not because the Jeep had three wheels and couldn't go any further. It's because he pulled onto the highway and overheated. That's another thing (laughs) only us XJ owners will get. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I gave up my see to a blind person on the bus yeah that's how i lost my job as a bus driver (laughs) (laughs) girls i'll chat you later and you have a good one that was that was pretty good that was good okay i like that one wait for it i did not see that coming yeah (laughs) good one mickey g you're listening to g talk show podcast at my mom's house you must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. Well, I know I'm guilty of this uh, all too many times. How many times have you gotten up only to forget your phone is still plugged in? Yank! Now nah, you know that's no good for the cable or the charging port of the phone. So whether it's a sudden off-camera moment on the trail or a forgetful moment at the desk, don't damage your phone's charging port. Instead, protect it and make your life a little bit easier with a magnetic conversion. You don't have the ability for wireless charging with your phone? Well, then this is the next best thing. Here's what you get with the price. And what I mean by price is, well, it's less than 18 bucks. so dive in. You get four magnetic charging cords. You get four magnetic micro tips, four magnetic type C tips, and four magnetic iProduct tips for you iPhone users. Each tip can rotate 360 degrees and has a built-in LED light to help you charge your phone easily, even in the darkness. You can easily switch the magnetic tips from one device to another to charge your different devices, all with one cord or multiple cords. Once inserted, the magnetic charging adapter acts as a dust shield, keeping your phone's internals even more protected. Now, there is a note that i got to say before you get all excited about this uh, for using it in every application. These things only supply power and do not support data transfer, so they're good for charging and literally nothing else. But when it comes down to charging and uh, keeping the cords where they're supposed to be and well, keeping that charging port all in one piece and how it's supposed to be, there's really nothing better than this other than wireless charging. 
So this basically plugs into your phone as an example, and then it is magnetic below that, Correct. so that if you, yeah. you catch it so with the, your foot and you're ripping it off, it's not going to so pull piece your of it, phone A piece of it would room. actually stay on the phone, right? Exactly. Right. There is a piece okay. that stays in the phone, and that, that kind of limits you to then at that point only using this type of charging cable. But hey, you get four cables, including one that's a right angle adapter. So, you know, take one to work with you, keep one in the car, keep one, you know, by the couch or, you know, whatever, by the nightstand. There, there you go. You're pretty much covered at that point. Uh, and then you've got one extra one for, for wherever. So you get a one foot, uh, three foot and two six foot cables along with, uh, uh, what, 16 different, uh, 12 different ends, 12 different tips to work with three different kinds of devices. So yeah, lots of flexibility here, a great price, uh, lots of expansion, meaning that, you know, you can have a setup for your car, for your home and for the office or for work or whatever. Uh, and, uh, the way that this works is, I mean, you're never going to have to really worry about your charging port again, uh, or, you know, how that cable is going to work out, where it goes, you know, all this sort of stuff. You can do it blindly. Uh, you don't even have to look. Do I have the cable in the right orientation? How many times have you flipped that cable back and oh. forth trying to get it the right orientation to get the thing into the, yeah, yes. so there's no more of that. Literally, just hook it up. You can like almost slap it from a foot away, and the magnetics are so strong, you can actually lift wow. your device up using the cable and, and the magnetic strength of this. So That's it's awesome. not no you know flimsy whimsy type of stuff either. This is some good you know strong mag magnetic force, uh, and, and you know it, it, it supports fast charging too. So uh, all the better. Well, now that you must have a magnetic charging conversion kit for uh, your devices and for your Jeep for that matter, we're gonna make it easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the link in the in the show notes for episode 525. I heard you guys are going to be getting a lot of rain up there, Josh. Well, that's typical. You know, this is the Northwest after all. So, uh, well, but I mean, you guys have been in a drought here for a while, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Very, very dry summer uh, this year. And so, uh, and of course, a, a record hot summer too. We had some uh, triple digit heat, uh, 110, 112, 116 degree days, something like that. So i uh, gotten some good heat and of course that fried everything and no rain afterwards and for, for quite a while, but now we're getting it. So everything's growing back again, just fine. Good. Well, speaking of growing, this is a segment that's been growing uh, quite a bit over the years as we've done the show for as many years as we've been doing it. This is the Campfire Side Chat. If you're new to the show, this is a part where we invite you, the listener, to, well, pull up a chair around the campfire and enjoy us as we talk about one particular topic or another. It's usually different. Each and every week we pull out something new out of our hat. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's where we pull it from. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I right. uh, invite you, the listener, to, uh, to chime in on the show as we record the show live. Uh, to uh, be a part of the show. Uh, we've got a massive list uh, for, for this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Whether or not I can make it through everybody is going to be a question of, uh, well, whether or not it's even going to happen. I, I doubt it. But what we're going to try. Um, obviously, we're going to try and uh, get to some of our newer names first, uh, that uh, names that I haven't seen before. Uh, so all of you out there, if you're uh, listening, you're a longtime listener of the show, uh, been around the campfire many times before. I may not call on you this episode, so uh, don't don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> this week, I'm going to ask you the question that's uh, a little bit holiday-related to this time of year, and uh, as we are in the uh, third week of October, uh, I figured it's uh, you know prudent time to ask it a little bit about Halloween. Uh, I recently saw a Jeep uh, that was relatively outfitted with Halloween-y type stuff. Uh, not the one that I have in the show notes for this episode, but uh, but nonetheless, I, it was a yeah the, yeah this, they they really went over the top. Uh, but it was a Jeep, nonetheless, that had some, uh, you know, some bones and some other things uh, done to it. And uh, the black they're spider getting, on top of it. It's yeah, huge. it reminds me of Mist, the movie Mist. Yeah. <laughs> and so my question is, do you plan to Halloween your Jeep? Or if not, really not your thing, maybe have you ever seen a Jeep that has been Halloweened? Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about, uh, Halloween Jeeps uh, around the campfire tonight, whether or not uh, you're going to do it to your own or whether or not you've seen one uh, in the past. Uh, and so we're going to uh, turn first uh, to, uh, well, let's just go down the let's, list here. Let's spin the wheel. I know, spin the wheel. Really, I got yeah, to take uh, just about 10 or 15 seconds and scan this list and, and see if I, I can find a name that I haven't seen before. Uh, Marilee Fredericks uh, is one that I have never seen before. So uh, let's talk to Marilee and find out if you are planning to Halloween your Jeep or if not, um, have you seen one in the past? What do you bet that's Charles? Well, you can't judge me, Tony. You can't. You can't say what <laughs> the orientation I am or not. 
<laughs> Did you just assume his gender? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, you can't assume me. <laughs> my my wife is right over there going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> hey, we, we think the same thing. <laughs> We're here for a week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am not going to dress up my, uh, my Jeep as anything other than a Jeep. And I have never seen my Jeep or anybody else's Jeep dressed up with anything else. No, I haven't done it. You live in a normal town. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> I, however, and uh, Portland, Oregon, uh, just okay. outside of which, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, they have yeah. bumper stickers out here that says, keep Portland weird. Uh, there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, God bless you that you stay there. I know. <laughs> All right, moving right along to another uh, another new uh, uh, listener, maybe new name here rather, Newbie Nugget. I like that one, Newbie Nugget. It's uh, similar to uh, <laughs> one of our segments here on the show. Uh, Newbie yeah. Nugget, are you going to Halloween your Jeep, or have you ever seen one Halloween? Uh, I won't be. Uh, mine's in the garage, torn apart. I guess it's scary enough to look at right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I was going to say, me. Josh can relate to this. <laughs> All too well, my I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, what what part of the nation are you are you are hailing from? Uh, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so oh, Columbus, Ohio, a lot of jeeps out there. I would expect that you would have seen some Halloweeny jeeps yeah, in the past. No, uh, not really. Um, I'll be darned. Yeah, not really too much. Uh, you know, I've actually just started getting into jeeping. Actually, uh, I've been listening to you guys nonstop for a while now. So, well, thank you. Welcome. Have you started? Has it started to burn when you pee? Tony, <laughs> Tony, it's too soon for that. He's new. He said, oh. "Stop that." <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Richard here the uh, same sort of questions. Richard, uh, Richard L, uh, have you gonna are, have you ha- ever Halloween your Jeep? Are you planning to, or have you ever seen one? No, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I've seen some done. Uh, mine kind of has the Jurassic Park theme going right now, so it's oh, yeah. kind of always always dressed up. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the Jurassic Park theme Jeeps are always got a soft spot for those. I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie of all time, but uh, but I like the Jurassic Park series and uh, really, I mean, any any solid movie franchise that has a Jeep at the center of it. Come oh, on, yeah. can't go wrong. Can't, can't go, go wrong. wrong. All right, we got uh, Mudman eighty four Josh with us. Uh, he's been around the campfire a few times. Uh, Josh, uh, are you going to Halloween your Jeep or uh, maybe not so much? Uh, maybe if I do a trunk or treat event, but I won't drive around that way. <laughs> what would the neighbors think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there there could be laws. I mean, uh, you know, as far as you get in the lighting and and blocking mirrors, uh, you know, things like that. You could have a, a rogue state patrol out there just gung ho to as the day is long and just itching to write a ticket. He'll find a reason for you. Uh, you got some black tinsel on your on your roof rack. He'll he'll cite you for it for some reason or another. Who knows? But uh, so, but no, have you have you participated in uh, in those uh, trick or treating events before, Josh? I have. We have one that we do every year for uh, disabled kids. That I'm a part of. I was going to say there's there's usually a, a charity involved with a lot of those, and I was going to ask if you'd like to plug whatever charity that uh, that uh, does the one, whichever uh, is in your neck of the woods. It's Children of the Earth. Very good, very good. Well, uh, hope that everything works out. I hope you guys have a good turnout uh, for this year's trick or treating. Last year was a bust, especially around here. Uh, I'm really hoping that this year we uh, we end up with a uh, a lot more, a lot, a much busier neighborhood, as it were. All right, uh, Bill A. Bill, what's up with the Halloween Jeep in your uh, in your area? Uh, no plans to decorate my Jeep. Uh, I don't recall seeing any vehicles, you know, done up for Halloween. Maybe uh, Christmas, you know, or maybe that's just you know they just got a crazy amount of lights on there. But yeah, I, I really haven't seen uh, seen anything like that. So. No, I will say that I've seen more Christmas Jeeps than I have seen Halloween yeah, Jeeps. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, you know, I, maybe it's just a, 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 a holiday that more people can get into. Uh, maybe it's just accessibility is for 12-volt lighting. I, who knows? But <laughs> uh, either way, yeah, it, it really, I think it depends on on what corner of the nation that you live in and, mm-hmm. and what kind of people you have around you. Obviously, I live in a very weird part of the States, and so uh, we have a lot of weird Jeeps out here. Uh, Garrett Jones. Uh, Garrett, any Halloween Jeeps in your area? Uh, none that I've seen yet. Um, I don't plan on doing anything to my Jeep. Uh, it's already orange, so 
I think that's yeah, good you know, enough. You just need some, right, so you just need some lines on it. Is, right. is a roll of electrical tape, yeah. and you can turn <laughs> that thing into a into a jack lantern. That's right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some good times right there. Actually, I, somebody should do that. If anybody knows Garrett and knows where he lives, uh, I, right. I encourage <laughs> you to, uh, to go ahead tonight and send uh, us a will. picture. <laughs> yes, yeah, fix or it didn't happen. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Thanks, Garrett. Uh, all right, Isaac, 95YJ. Uh, Isaac, uh, have you ever Halloweened your Jeep? Have you ever seen one? I have not Halloweened my Jeep, but I have seen on, at our Jeep drive, actually, just last week, we had two different Jeeps that had uh, spiders and bats and little skeletons and all sorts like of stuff that. like that yeah. all over. And we've they've had, for the last three years, we've had people coming out with their Jeeps all decorated. So that's cool. That's cool. I mean, there's a point where, you know, it might get in the way when you're uh, out on the trail, but uh, when the Jeep's sitting in the driveway, uh, go sick is what I would say. Exactly. All right, Greg. Greg Lavelle with us tonight. Uh, Greg, uh, have you ever Halloweened a Jeep? Uh, are they big out in your area or not so much? The uh, church where we belong to does trunk retreat every year. And it's a place where we let the kids come in and do their trick-or-treating in a safe environment. And so everybody will decorate the trunks of their car or their hatchback and stuff like that with their different Halloween-themed things. And so I've done that before, yeah. Uh, just the back of it at a park situation. Yeah, and, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen, seen that kind of thing. Yeah, I've also seen, I think there's something on the internet about uh, a guy who drives a right-handed YJ or an XJ and uh, he puts a skeleton in on the left-hand side. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> and, and so he gets a lot of looks at, you know, uh, it's, oh, sure. it's, on, it's out there on, it's out there on YouTube, but I've, but I've not seen that myself. I've seen it on YouTube. Yeah. They are, uh, there's a, a hardware store uh, out here that's doing a big tr- trunk or treat uh, type of thing in the parking lot. Uh, and pretty much you just, you, you got to show up, you know, have your, have your rig all decked out already. Uh, they supply the candy, and the kids will show up, and uh, and you just kind of be a part of the festivities. And it sounds like it's a good time for everybody involved, I believe. So uh, Larry, Josh, Josh go I ahead. had a, a quick Real suggestion quick. for yeah. those of you around the campfire that are not sure what we're talking about. You can just go on Google and type Halloween decorated Jeeps, and you will see everything you need to know about why, why we're asking if you see Plenty it. of inspiration. Let's oh, put it that yes. way. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, Larry, Jeep and Mo. Uh, have you ever Halloweened your Jeep? Would you ever Halloween your Jeep? Uh, have you ever seen any Halloween Jeeps? Yeah, we we always we attend a uh, trunk or treat also every year. Decorate the back of the Jeep for the kiddos. Pass out candy. Usually for us, it's that spider web material. It's it's quick and easy. Drape it oh, everywhere. Yeah. Big bag big bag of candy back there, and uh, that's usually our extent of it. Well, that's all you need. I mean, you're getting involved with it, and and that alone, I think, makes all the difference in the world. Uh, and how how the right. level of, of the involvement is, you know, up for judgment or not, I, I don't really think so. As long as you're out there, you're doing it, you're making an impression, and the kids are getting candy. I mean, that's what it's all kids about. Kids are getting right? candy. That's right. <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to uh, wrap this up with uh, Chris at Seven Slats, SevenSlats.com. Go check it out, uh, Chris. Halloween, your Jeep, or uh, have you ever seen uh, anything out in your neck of the woods as far as a Halloween Jeep goes? I, I don't myself. Um, I've seen skeletons on the rear tire of a of a Wrangler. Uh, that's really about it. I've seen and I've seen the stuff on the internet, but the skeleton or a spider on the on the rear tire is uh, somewhat popular here and there. Yeah, I've uh, seen the uh, the uh, radio antenna skeletons a lot out here. Uh, haven't seen a, a spider on the spare tire before. Uh, but that's, uh, uh, I, you know, I suppose you just got to look a little harder. Maybe it's a regional thing. I don't know. All right, real quick, uh, Tony or Wendy, either of you, uh, interested in, uh, decorating up your Jeep, uh, d- for the Halloween season at all, or, uh, have you seen any out nope. in your neighbor? Nope. But I have seen a lot cause we're, you know, Southern California. So kind of like you, oh, Josh, sure. the weird section, <laughs> the weird yeah. runs downhill is what you're saying. It does run downhill <laughs> <laughs> and down here we catch it all. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, you got the secondhand weird from Portland. Okay, that's, that's exactly what we got. <laughs> which is which is oh, worse because it's richer, and yeah, right, more concentrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've never seen a, a, a Jeep uh, all decorated up, but 
uh, really for years, I've just been driving back and forth uh, to, to to work. So unless they were going back and forth to work themselves, I probably wouldn't see it. And also, too, I, I drive I-10, and you know, those those are like 70, 80 miles an hour. Can you imagine how the decorations would, would hold yeah. up, you know, right. with that kind of speed? These skeletons uh, with their legs straight out in the back. Right? Yeah. Now, oh, now I have seen uh, decorations for many decorations. Uh, for Christmas time, you know, even if it's just that's uh, another episode. Thanks yeah. for your time, Tom. <laughs> even yeah. if it's just a uh, <laughs> don't, don't a, a big it, red Tommy. nose for it. for uh, you know Rudolph, but uh, yeah, no, just not Halloween. The Halloween uh, uh, day, I don't want to call it a holiday because it's obviously not a holiday, but uh, the, everybody around here just gets real uh, hyped up on uh, on Halloween. So, uh, well, we, it's a a lot of, well, it's a lot of decorations that get put out. It's all that so. candy corn, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, yes. <laughs> I can't stand that crap. I'm sorry. You can't? I know, oh, I know. my God. I love that Oh, stuff. I hate candy corn. I've never liked it. <laughs> Even so as a kid, awesome. I thought, I was like, oh, what never, is this crap? Did you ever bite, you know, like the, the tip? And then, yes, uh, one at a time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The white. You don't one yes, color or, at a time. Or, yeah. sure. or <laughs> the other ones with the, has the, the, the brown ribbon in it. I mean, let's face it. I like, yeah, so, I like them. So that, if you guys aren't familiar, I think our longtime listeners are, but I'm in Texas. Josh is in Oregon. And uh, Wendy is in uh, California in the Big Bear area. So we have, uh, and, and I would assume uh, Josh has lived there all, all his life. Uh, Tammy, uh, Tammy, Wendy, have you been in uh, the, the part yes. of California all your life? I have. So, yes. so I would uh, firmly believe there's difference in traditions out there. Uh, do you oh, guys sure. remember the no-name Halloween candy? It was wrapped in a red waxy wrapper and a black wraps, a waxy wrapper. And basically, huh. it was like peanut butter. Uh, it was kind of a peanut butter type candy. And and you, as a kid, you would never. Yeah, it you was like, kind of like this a isn't a water taffy. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it has I no know name what you're on, talking right? about. Like, yeah, as a kid, you go. Hey, it doesn't oh, say yeah. Hershey's. It doesn't say Twix. Right. Screw this stuff. But I've found that, like, you know, this stuff was pretty good. I wouldn't mind having but, some of that again now. But but I can't it, find instantly, it. Oh. no, it's not the name brand. What I want that that crap. So I just thought it was funny. <laughs> good times. Well, hey, we highly encourage you to join in on the campfire side chat. Just uh, follow us on Facebook or receive notifications via our newsletter. We'll talk about that here in a second. But real quick, I got to give a big shout out and a big thanks to Greg, Larry, Chris, John, Josh, Marilee, Jim, Mike, uh, the other Josh, and uh, we got newbie Nugget there, uh, Richard. W.J. Christopher, Bill A., Bob with Two Cheap Cheap Guys, Garrett Jones, and Isaac, uh, all for joining on the Campfireside Chat tonight. For those who I didn't call on, my apologies. Please join in next time. We'll see if we can't get to you then. Now back to that newsletter. If you'd like to join in on the Jeep Talk Show with uh, whatever we have going on, whether that's a product giveaway uh, uh, or just uh, reaching out and saying hi or being a part of the Jeep Talk Show's next recording and, and getting around the campfire, well, all that information is all in our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for it. All you got to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up for it. And it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. We don't spam you. We don't sell your information. None of that. It's one email a week. That's all you get. Well, that's it for this show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to come upstairs and see us sometime. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Remember, Maddox says, tomatoes are a fruit, so that means ketchup, smoothie. <laughs> Yuck. Podcasting since 2010.